Hey, it's Andy from Talking to Teens. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review. Reviews on Apple and Spotify help other parents find the show, and that helps us keep the lights on. Thanks for being a listener, and here's the show. You're listening to Talking to Teens, where we speak with leading experts from a variety of disciplines about the art and science of parenting teenagers. I'm your host, Andy Earle, creator of the Teenage Personality Quiz. Head to TalkingToTeens.com for a free PDF explaining how your teenager thinks. here today with Susan Groner. She is the founder of The Parenting Mentor, which is a website that provides coaching sessions for parents no matter what age your kid is. They also have an incredible Instagram. If you're not following them, go check it out right now at The Parenting Mentor. Really interested to talk to her about some specific strategies from this book and some hacks and tips for parents. Really excited to talk about all of that and a whole lot more. Susan, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights with all of us. Okay, so the book is Parenting, 101 Ways to Rock Your World. And it literally is 101 specific parenting strategies that you can use, and they're all just really, really immediately applicable. So how did you come up with all of these 101 awesome tips, and um, what inspired you to put them all into this book? Well, I was asked to write the book by the woman who had started this series, 101 Ways to Rock Your World. And so I was happy to do it. And when I started, I started to keep notes on all the different things that I felt were important as a mother, as a parent. Um, Some of them come directly from personal, my own personal experience, things that I learned not to do. And you know, there are some that I learned to do that always worked really well for me. There were some that I looked at as just being overall kind of common sense and important. And I, I really wanted the book to be something that a parent could pick up for two minutes, look at, put down, not feel pressured to have to, you know, get through the whole thing all at once. And also not to feel that, you know, they were being judged in any way. I personally, when my kids were younger, I would read parenting books or start them anyway, and feel like I was a terrible mother. Right. You know, I would say, oh, my God, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I've already screwed up my kids. So I didn't want a book like that at all. And one of the comments that I get fairly often is that when people read my book, they feel good. They feel good about what they're doing and the things that they're not doing, they don't seem overwhelming. Can you just talk a little bit about the parenting mentor? Yeah, Because you talked about, you know, your experience writing this book, but, you know, you have some, uh, have been doing this thing, the parenting mentor, which does kind of virtual coaching for parents and helps them kind of through things. Yeah, I started this because I realized that 
all the stress and anxiety that we go through as parents is so unnecessary. You know, I was a stressed out, anxious mom, especially when my kids were in middle school, those middle years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I realized, wait a minute, I don't have to feel this way. And I didn't want other parents to have to go through all of that angst and instead learn these skills to make parenting much more joyful than it is stressful. And there are a number of things that we can do that make things so much easier. One of them, of course, is to kind of relax and not worry that everything that's happening at this particular moment or even this particular year are going to make or break your child as an adult. into some of these 101 uh, ways to rock your world here. There, uh, a number of these I thought were just like really, really applicable and helpful, especially for teenagers. And one of them, number five in here, is about timing, manner, and intonation, or TMI. Can you talk about how we can uh, leverage these three factors uh, with teenagers to talk about tough topics? Yeah. Um, well, timing is so important. If you know, just think about yourself, right? Do you want to get into like a heavy conversation when you're exhausted or when you're stressed out about something or upset by something else? No, right? If you want to, if you want to talk about something really important, go for a walk, you know, pick a time where you're in the car together, driving to something fun you know, have a cup of tea together, like just, or even if you're doing a project, if you're doing yard work and it's together, it's just so it's not so focused and not so rigid and strict and judgmental. You know, the tone of voice also is so important. Like, hey, you know, there's something I, you know, I thought would be cool for us to talk about, you know, or, Sweetie, I could really use some help right now as opposed to, you know, I really need you to help. And can't you ever offer? You know what I mean? Like when you speak like that, it comes out as judgment, right? No one, no one wants to hear judgment. And gosh knows our teenagers do not want to hear judgment from us at all. And so that manner and timing and that intonation is so important. So tip number 10 in the book is about creating your own family traditions. I was wondering how this plays out with teenagers, whether it's too late to kind of start new ones and it's like the time to focus on reinforcing the traditions you already have or what you would recommend parents of teenagers uh, focus on in terms of traditions. I don't think it's ever too late because hopefully you're going to have a relationship with your kids, you know, as they get older and become parents of their own. So, you know, if you don't have any if your own special family traditions, that's okay. But now you have the opportunity to talk to your kids about it. And also because traditions change as they mature, right? right? And maybe brainstorm about it at a meal. Like, hey, you know, 
I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about, you know, creating family traditions and things that are special just to your family. And I thought that was such a cool idea. And I thought it would be fun if we started some, you know, and maybe each one of us can pick one that that resonates with us. And and let's talk about them right now. I think every time we want to talk to our kids about a change that we involve them in the conversation. They're important family members. And instead of, you know, an eye rolling episode of like, we're going to start doing this. And I thought it would be really fun. So this is the way it's going to be, you know, say, hey, what do you guys think about this? Let's try one. Hmm. Anyone have a good idea? As parents, there's such a strong instinct to kind of just dictate what it's going to be, you know, hey, we're starting a new tradition and it's going to be this. But I love that, just involving them in the process. So the flip side of that is how do you set boundaries and rules? You know... Hopefully, the, there are certain things that, you know, have been non-negotiable in your family since your kids were little. Now that they're teens, I think it may be, some of them may be worth revisiting. I mean, I think we're sort of conditioned as parents with certain rules mm. that we grew up with, you know, in our own households. And I think we have to check ourselves and say, why do I really believe that this is a, an okay rule a, or a necessary rule like what really is that except that you were told that rule over and over and over again in your own house there's no book of rules you know every family is different and so even if you grew up with a certain rule doesn't mean that you have to have that same one in your house so really think to yourself what was the meaning of this rule? How have things changed? How do I really honestly feel about this? And if this never was a rule, was it, would it be one I would want to implement? I feel like that is a big part of it, is like the rules that happen in your house. Um, Bonnie Harris is a parenting expert we had on the podcast a while ago. She talks about standards. She calls it where you kind of grow up with these things in your house, like family always eats dinner together or the, you know, kids always make their bed before they leave the house or whatever. And you start to develop these kind of um, like rules or standards in your head about like what a what a good parent is or what a good family is. And it's interesting to just kind of, I think, bring those out in the open. And when you do feel strongly, the answer isn't because I said so. You know, the answer is, well, let's talk about that. You know, because you don't agree and you think it's crazy, I want you to know where I'm coming from. That's the respect again. Right? Yeah. So important. The empathy that, you know, my clear method, that's communication, love, empathy, awareness, rules, and respect. And it's so important with our teenagers, how we, how we talk, that tone and intonation, right? The kind and loving tone of voice, right? The empathy, I know how you feel. I know that this really stinks, you know, but, and I get why you want to do this. I get why you want to be on your phone all the time. And you're so lucky that you have that 
little thing that you could hold in your hand and stay connected to all your friends 24-7 if you want. Gosh, I wish I had that when I was a kid. That's amazing. But sometimes it's good to not have it also. And let's talk about some rules about when, when we as a family can put our phones away. How different is that than, you know, we're setting down the law, we're setting some rules, you know, and now these are the rules and, yeah, from, right. yeah, and from now on, blah, blah, blah. Instead of like just that's a fight waiting to happen as opposed to this other way of talking to some to your child with love and respect. Are you tired of nagging your teen to get a job? Are they overwhelmed by just the thought of getting a job? Then send them over to my friends at Teen Job Prep, where they make getting a job fun and easy. Their one-stop job shop will help your teen create a professional resume in minutes, even if they have little or no experience. Your teen can also watch some fun videos that will teach them everything they need to know about getting a job, like how to apply, how to ace an interview, and most importantly, how to keep a job. Teen Job Prep gives your teen the tools and confidence they need to land a job that's right for them. So stop nagging your teen and let Teen Job Prep take care of things. Check them out at teenjobprep.com and enter the code talking to teens and get 15% off. What's your teenager's personality type? Are they a winner, a striver, a director, a contributor? Find out how your teen thinks with the free teenage personality quiz available at talkingtoteens.com. A lot of the time, a lot of the things that cause, in my opinion, that cause fights with teenagers is our unintentional judgmental comments. So your kid comes home from school and walks in the house and slams the door and obviously is really pissed about something. Now, the parent's reaction usually is going to be, why'd you slam the door? Don't slam the door in this house, right? Instead of, wow, sweetie, you seem really angry. Something upset you in school today? What, you know, what happened? Right? One's like, hey, I see. I want to make a connection with you. I see you're really upset. And I want to be there for you and support you and validate how you feel. I don't want to fix what happened. I don't want to make you feel better. I just want to listen to what you have to say and validate it. You know, well, my teacher was really nasty and blah, 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 and took away my book and, you know, won't give it back to me till tomorrow. And, you know, again, we want to say, well, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah, right? right? But right. by saying, well, what did you do is saying, clearly it was your fault. We're not on right? your side. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it was your fault. You shouldn't have done that. Well, we don't even have to go that far just by saying, well, what did you do? Then they march up to their room. And they're really pissed. You don't understand me. You don't You don't get it. And slam the door again. Right? We don't, we don't want that. Yeah. You know, 
just a little validation and love. Sometimes you don't even really need to respond. All you need to do is sort of shake your head, yes, like I hear you. Our kids just want to be heard. We don't need to get into it. Yeah, right. Want to sit down and just hang out for a few minutes? Just that's all. And there's no judgment. If you can change that one thing with your kids, it will make a huge difference in your relationship with your teen. Huge. One issue that you talk about in your book is privacy Mm -hmm. and how to respect your child's privacy. And I wonder if we could talk a little bit about how this kind of manifests during the teenage years. Where do you kind of draw the line? Well, you know, I think that's a very personal thing. And so I, especially as the parenting mentor, I will never say, I think you should check your child's phone or you should go through their drawers or, you know, Uh, I will never say that. I think that sometimes (laughs) a parent may have a gut feeling that they need to check on something. And then if that's what they need to do, that's what they need to do. I think that if we give our kids phones and we pay for them, I never felt that it was a wrong thing for them to follow our rules with that particular thing. I would always discuss it and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. How do you feel about it? Do you think this is reasonable? Do you think this is unreasonable? You know, or we need to develop some rules around cell phone use in the house. Let's talk about it and come up with the rules together. I think with a kid and their, if they have a room, it's always nice to knock. I mean, kids need privacy. Teens need some privacy. Just, you know, we, we, don't, we don't need to know every single thing our kid is doing. We need to know that our kids are safe. Sure. Right? That they're not hurting themselves or hurting others. But we don't need to know every single thing they're doing and every single thing they're talking about. So how do you replace chores with contributions in your household? I feel like chores are one of the big things with teenagers that parents are struggling with. How do you get them to do chores? But you have a cool section in here on uh, getting rid of chores and replacing them with contributions instead. So I was interested in how you would do that with a teenager. Yeah, they're the exact same thing, but it's just calling it something else because a chore sounds like really like a negative thing, right? That does not sound good, No one good, wants to yeah. do a Right, a chore just sounds like a horrible, boring, dull, tedious <laughs> task, right? Right. A family contribution is doing the same thing, but you know what? Hey, we're all part of the family here. Everyone needs to chip in. Let's make a list of all the things that need to be done in this household. Let's sit down and do it together. You know, and I think when you do that, your kids will be surprised at some of they didn't even realize half the stuff that needs to be done. Make a list and then say, okay, you guys can pick first. You can pick first the things you want to do. You know, 
you take all the things you want to do and maybe you guys rotate each week which ones you want to do but then those become your thing right and the other big piece of it is you're taking on this responsibility I don't want to have to remind you to do it I don't want to be the nag I don't want to be the the family contribution warden right so how do you think you can do this so that you'll remember Oh, well, you know, maybe I should put a reminder on my phone. Yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't you give that a try? Let's see how it works. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe there's another way, (laughs) you know, and then you try the next way. But let's give this let's give this a try for a week and then let's meet back here again and we'll discuss how it all went. You know, see if you like the church you did, if you want to do something else. All of a sudden, this isn't like I'm forcing you to do these things because I said so. You know, now we're like, again, it's the process. So the first week and the second and the third weeks, maybe it doesn't go so smoothly. But that's okay. Because it's what you're working towards. And maybe you put the parameters on there. Okay, I like to have, if you're going to do the dishwasher, I like to know it's done by 5 o'clock. Does that seem reasonable? Yeah, if I'm going to be cooking, uh, it really makes me feel good to have them done when I start, which would be at this point. Yeah, not the moment you walk home, walk in from school, but by 5 o'clock or whatever time it is, you know? I do think the time is really important, though, because then it also gives you... Um, you know, if it's five o'clock and now they haven't been done yet, then now it's time to say, oh, okay, well, hey, wait a minute. We talked about this. Five o'clock was the time. Um, right. And you know, if you've had to remind your kid, on. if you've had to remind your kid every day for the whole week, then when you sit back down at the end of the week and you talk about it and say, hey, you know what? I, I had to remind, did you realize that I had to remind you all week long about this? And like, I don't want to have to do that. So what do you think you could do? Makes me feel like a nag. Or, yeah, yeah. What do you think good. you could do so uh, so you remember it yourself, right? That's such a great question to ask our kids when something goes wrong. Instead of offering up solutions, we offer up the question. Well, okay. What do you think you could do differently next time? Right. Mm-hmm. Let them start to think that way. The more we ask that question, the more they'll internalize it and start asking themselves that question over time. We're here with Susan Groner talking about simple strategies for parenting with sanity and joy. And we're not done yet. Here's a look at what's coming up in the second half of the show. I started to recognize that. And you know what? Even now if I have a really busy day and my mom calls me and she starts asking me about what I did and how it was work and da 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 and like I don't want to go through that I just went through the whole day doing it I don't want to have to talk about it you know and our kids don't either all that stuff goes away when you look at that thing and you go you know what this is an opportunity for my child to learn some skills, to become resilient and self-reliant, and to develop problem-solving skills and coping mechanisms. You know, I was sitting with her outside and I told her, and she was so angry. And as I was walking back into the house, she yelled, you're the worst mother in the world. And 
I walked into the house and I said out loud to myself, oh, that went well. <laughs> and I kind of chuckled at it and she got over it really quickly and things were fine. But I didn't yeah. engage because it, there was no purpose in it. Right. You know? I'm trying to, to, oh, well, I'm not the worst mother. What about last week when I bought you that nice thing? And what about two weeks ago when I did that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to just get sucked into that argument, though, right? Or whatever the things are. It's so easy to get sucked in. And it's so easy to take it personally because there are saying mean things to us. It is personal. Yeah, right. It it seems it, but it's not. It's just what they have to do. I was always like, oh, good. She's doing the right thing. She's age appropriate. I'll get through Mm. this. No big deal. I I really think if we approach it like that, it's not doesn't have to be so bad. If your kid's having a problem with the teacher, you don't need to call the teacher. He needs to learn how to have that conversation with the teacher himself or herself. So important. It's like one of the greatest life skills that we can give to our children. Want to hear the full interview? Sign up for a subscription today. You get unlimited access to all the interviews I've conducted. It's completely affordable. And your subscription helps support the work we do here at Talking to Teens. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.